Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Good morning, Bethel Church. This is Amanda August. I hope you're doing well today. Today we'll be looking into the context around the Corinthian church at the time when Paul wrote his first letter to them. If you want to dig deeper into the history surrounding the book of 1 Corinthians or any other book of the Bible, I highly recommend looking up the Bible Project. They were really helpful in my study of 1 Corinthians. The letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church can be divided into five main sections. In each one, there is a problem in the church Paul is addressing and a gospel solution he gives to help the people grow. Let's briefly look at each one to see what the Corinthians were dealing with. The first section, chapters 1-4, through talks about the divisions among the church. The problem was that different leaders had come into the church, Paul, Apollos, and Peter, and people had basically chosen their favorite leader and bad-mouthed the others. Paul's reaction? The church is not a popularity contest. The leaders and teachers among you are simply servants of God and messengers of His Word. The church should be centered around Jesus and the gospel. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. The second section, chapters 5-7, through discusses the sexual immorality that was occurring within the church. The problem was that this sexual misconduct was being justified and seen as acceptable behavior. Paul brings it back to the gospel. Sexual integrity is a response to Jesus' grace. Our bodies will be raised and redeemed, so what we do with our bodies matters. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Being a follower of Jesus means there is no compromise when it comes to sexual integrity. To sum up 1 Corinthians 5, 9-12, Paul tells the people not to associate themselves with those who are sexually immoral, but specifically those who say they are in Christ, for they are held to a higher standard. Verse 12 says, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? The third section, chapters 8-10, through 10, talks about food, and not just what the people's favorite type of bird was. This next problem was a bit more involved. There was a disagreement between Jewish and non-Jewish Christians about whether to eat meat that had been sacrificed to idols. Paul's gospel response is twofold and grounded in love for others and their growth in the faith. One, our commitment is to the Lord and not to any other God. Our God is the creator of all things and temple idols are just man-made. However, his second point is that others might misinterpret your actions and think it's okay for Christians to worship both Jesus and other gods. In chapter 10, verse 23, Paul says, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. His instruction to the church was to put others before yourself and love them through your actions. Section 4, chapters 11 through 14, considers the extreme actions of people in worship gatherings. For example, the problem was that people would pray in other languages or get up and compete with others to share teachings or a word from the Lord. This became chaotic and distracting to others, especially new believers or visitors. Paul raises this question, what is the purpose of gathering together as believers? To build up the church. Remember that famous metaphor of the body in chapter 12? Each part of the body has a unique gift in the spirit to build up the church. Chapter 13 speaks to how love is at the core of how we should treat each other. 
Love will compel people to serve others with their gifts. A powerful experience at church is wonderful, but if it's going to be distracting to others, then that's not loving others, that's loving ourselves. The fifth and final section in chapter 15 brings an even bigger problem to the table than the others. Some Corinthian people were saying that the resurrection of Jesus Christ didn't happen. Paul's response? The resurrection is crucial to the gospel. We believe this happened because of all the witnesses who saw it and the accounts of those who Jesus appeared to when he rose from the dead. Bottom line, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then his death was meaningless and we are all still stuck in our sin. There's no point to faith in Jesus Christ if the resurrection didn't happen. Chapter 15, 12 through 14 says clearly, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. The resurrection is Jesus's victory of death, evil, and sin. And because of this, we can have eternal hope now and in the future. Amen. The resurrection is the very reason why Paul can respond to the Corinthians' problems and claim all these gospel responses so confidently. In Christ, we have a purpose to be united, unified, a motivation for sexual integrity, the power to love others more than ourselves, and a complete and final victory over death. Let's pray. Lord, we ask you to help us look at our lives through the lens of the gospel. Thank you for your word that is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that we may be complete, equipped for every good work. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.